Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 116, the podcasting tools worth paying for. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is a how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. One of the questions I often receive from people is, should I buy this thing for my podcast? Or should I upgrade this? Or I have some money, what should I spend it on? And this is a fantastic question because if you somehow have money to invest in your podcast, well, do see it as an investment major thing there because all of the tools and software programs and little gear and things that I'm about to recommend to you will all help you podcast better. Now, this is generally in order of importance. So the most important thing generally first highest on this list and generally least important thing bottom of this list. You may be a little bit different with your priorities and that's fine, but I would love to hear from you, especially if you have things to add to this list or disagree with this list or just want to comment on this list, then you'll be able to comment on the show notes over at the audacity to podcast.com slash 116. That's 116. And I'd love to hear your feedback on this information as I share it. So number one, top thing that I recommend, the podcasting tool worth paying for, you're not going to believe this, maybe, a domain. That's right, a .com, .net, whatever. I really recommend having a .com, unless you're a video podcaster, then maybe .tv can fit well. But have a domain. It only costs $15 a year or so. You can sometimes get it cheaper or more expensive depending on what levels of things you offer. I do offer domain registration and I'll have a link to that in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 116. But I think that your domain is one of the most crucial things to your podcast because it is your brand. It connects people to your podcast home. Even if you are using a hosting service like WordPress.com or Libsyn or Blogspot or, or Squarespace or anything like that, your domain is what brands that space and can point people to your home on the internet. So it's so much better to say myawesomepodcast.com than myawesomepodcast.wordpress.com or myawesomepodcast.squarespace.com or .libsyn.com or anything like that. Because then if you tell them that, well, it's a longer URL for people to remember. And what if eventually you do get your own domain with your own website hosting, then you're going to have to tell people your new address and you're going to lose some people because they're, they'll hear your old address in old podcast episodes, maybe old show notes all need to be updated with new links and everything. So it's so much easier to right off the bat upfront, get the new domain for your podcast. It's only $15 a year, even if you're going to use some other service to host your website, host your podcast, because many of these other services can also do things like allow you to use your own domain. From wordpress.com, it's about $25, a little bit more per year to be able to host your own domain through them. So instead of myawesomepodcast.wordpress.com, you could have 
myawesomepodcast.com, even though it would be hosted on wordpress.com and you're not paying for annual hosting expenses. The other major benefit, I think, to this, and you've heard me talk about this in past episodes of the Audacity to Podcast, is the branding ability of your email address. Because I, I hear so many podcasts where they say, email us, myawesomepodcast at gmail.com. And I, I feel like that's a an opportunity you missed there to be able to improve or enhance your branding instead of the at Gmail or even worse at Hotmail or at Yahoo or at AOL.com, something like that. Have an email address branded specifically to your podcast. And it's really easy to do. Doesn't cost anything extra with most um, domain registration companies. They can set up an email address for you. Maybe just one email address. Maybe they can set up forwarders for you so that Someone emails feedback at myawesomepodcast.com, and it then goes to your personal Gmail account. Now, I talked a lot more about how to use Gmail the right way and set up these different forwarders and stuff back in episode 91. So you can go check that out at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 91 to learn more about setting up your email that way and the way I highly recommend doing it. But that domain, I think, top priority for you. If you're looking to invest some money in your podcast, make sure you have a domain. It's only about $15 a year. That's what I charge for domain registration. And you can register for a year or several years. Another thing, podcasting tools worth paying for a microphone, a good microphone that is. Now this really ranges in expense depending on what you need. I'd say you could get a microphone, a good microphone between 40 and $300. And it totally depends on what you need, but whether you're doing an audio podcast or a video podcast, your sound quality is I would say second in importance only to the quality of your content. If your video looks beautiful, but people can't hear you very well, then they won't get any of your message unless everything is subtitled. Then they have to read it. Then why not just write a blog post instead of the video? But I I would rather watch a video recorded in poor quality with great audio than a video that looks great, but sounds terrible. And many other people are the same way. So make sure because audio Regardless of whether you're podcasting in audio or video, the audio is how you're communicating to your audience. So that needs to be top quality. For the audio-only podcasts, I recommend either the Audio-Technica ATR2100 USB microphone, which is only about $50. I think, actually, I recommended it to someone, and it was on sale on Amazon.com for as low as $43 at that time. And I will have links to all of this equipment and these tools that I mentioned in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 116. But the Audio-Technica ATR2100 USB is a fantastic microphone. If you're just starting out, don't have a mixer, don't have money to buy these really expensive microphones, get the ATR2100. It's fantastic. It's USB. You can plug it straight into your computer. So you don't have to have a mixer, but then later on down the road, if you buy a mixer or you want to add extra microphones, it's also XLR. So you can plug in an XLR cable into it and then plug that into your mixer and you don't have to throw your microphone away. This is what I'm doing right now because I have two Heil PR40 microphones, I'll mention those in a minute, uh, in my studio and one 
Audio-Technica ATR2100 USB. It fits in really well. It's not the same quality as my other microphones, but it's still really good, and it's such a fantastic price. It's plug-and-play, literally, plug-and-play. So I highly recommend the ATR2100 USB for about $40 to $50. Or if you want something much higher quality, then save up your money and get the Heil PR40, which is around $300. It is definitely worth it. I'm speaking through the Heil PR40, and I love this thing. It's very high quality. It sounds great. It has great noise cancellation to it uh, so that it's capturing just what's in front of it. And I think your microphone is something worth spending money on. So get either the ATR2100 USB or the Heil PR40, or if you're doing video, then you want a completely different kind of microphone because both of these microphones I just recommended are studio microphones or the ATR2100 could even be a stage microphone. But these are things when you don't care about how people see you or their ability to see you. If you watch me do my live podcast on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, GMT minus 5, over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash live, you'll see I've got this big microphone in front of me. Now, I'm able to position it off to the side slightly at an angle, and now my new lower third that I do in my live video covers up the microphone a bit. But if you've noticed my videos that I have on YouTube, you'll see that they are always very close up on me. So I'm in the usually on the right third side of the screen, and it's a very close shot. The reason I always am doing those close shots like that is because at the moment, I'm still using a Heil PR40 as my video microphone, which doesn't work very well. It's not very practical. I mean, it works well for what I've done, but the way I've used it is just barely put it out of frame. So it's only about eight inches from my mouth instead of the normal three to four or so inches from my mouth that it is when I'm recording the audio podcast. So it's not all that practical for video, but instead what you could use for video, you could go two different routes with doing a video podcast, either a lapel mic or a shotgun mic. A lapel mic or a lavalier mic is what they're actually called are those little mics that you can clip onto your lapel, clip onto your hat, hide under your clothing. These different uh, methods work great for video podcasting, and it's small, it's not distracting, and they can often be pretty good quality. Now, this isn't the kind of thing you'd want to record an audio podcast with, where audio quality is very important, but video podcasts, you can get away with a bit more background noise, a bit more ambience to your sound. So I recommend three different lapel or lavalier microphones. If you're really on a tight budget and you don't need wireless, then look at the Giant Squid Audio lavalier microphone. It's only $40 for a mono microphone, and this plugs into your mixer or into a portable digital audio recorder. It's not cordless. It has about a five-inch cord. And so you need to plug this into something else, and it needs a good preamp. So a mixer or a portable recorder can work great for that. They also have this $75 stereo microphone. Well, it's not a single microphone that's stereo, but it's the same five-foot-long cable, but it has two microphones. So you could this could work great. I know my friend Dave Jackson from schoolofpodcasting.com uses the stereo one for interviews. He gives one to his interviewee and he wears the other. 
so that they're both recording on either side. One is recording into the left channel, one is recording into the right channel. This is fantastic, high quality, very nice uh, quality of these things. I will be doing a review of the Giant Squid Audio Lavalier mic when I receive mine, but they're very inexpensive too. And I've seen many people, many other people saying, best lavalier microphone under $100. So check that out. That's a Giant Squid audio well you'll it's a weird web address so go to the website for the show notes for this episode at the audacity to podcast.com slash 116 and you'll be able to check out the link for that if you want something a bit more high quality and a bit more versatile check out the Rode lavalier microphone very nice quality to this it has many little adapters you can plug it into different things you can get an xlr adapter a a 3.5 millimeter adapter a special proprietary sennheiser screw-in kind of locking adapter and it's 249 dollars very high quality. I've heard a lot of people say this is the new kid on the block and it is dominating. It's a fantastic microphone. If you need wireless abilities, then the best microphone wireless kit out there for the best price would be the Sennheiser G3 wireless kit. Now there are several wireless kits through this same model number, but it would be the B series omnidirectional microphone that I would recommend omnidirectional that way you don't get the fall off if the person turns their head but this is about $630 on amazon.com so it's expensive but maybe you're looking for something like this you want a wireless system this is the way to go there are many cheaper wireless systems but they're cheaper for a reason because they're cheaper (laughs) so get something high quality this is what I'm ultimately going to get but in the meantime for my video work I can only afford right now the lower end stuff to be able to just be wired into my recording. So I'll be using the Giant Squid Audio Lavalier instead. Now, if you don't want a microphone at all in your video, then check out the Rode NTG2. It's $269. And this is a shotgun microphone. So you would be able to mount it out of view from the camera. And you could be several feet away from this thing, but it has this really nice narrow cone of audio that it picks up. So this is great for if you have someone to hold the microphone for you or you can mount it on the ceiling somehow or have it hidden below. This works really well, gets great, great, fantastic audio quality. Just check out some of the reviews on YouTube of this and I highly recommend it, the Rode NTG2. Now, if you're interested in any of these microphones, then please go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 116, and you can purchase them through my affiliate links, and that helps support what I'm doing here, and I would really appreciate that too. Now, if you're doing an audio-only podcast, and you have one of these studio microphones, you're probably up closer to the microphone, and so the most important thing, I think, if you are are close to your microphone is have a pop filter. When I put the word out on the content that I was doing for this episode, this is a response that I heard from almost everyone. Well, pretty much everyone said, uh, get your own web hosting, which I'll mention that in a moment, get a nice microphone and get a pop filter. Almost everyone was saying pop filter as one of their top recommendations. The pop filter is what prevents those things we call plosives into your microphone. So I'm going to move my pop filter out of the way so you'll be able to hear, as I say, Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Those were all pops into the microphone. Now, to do that, I was actually talking directly into the microphone, very close to it. So you, with some microphones, you may be able to get by without a pop filter if you have good mic technique, a good presence on the mic, 
you're not too close to it and you're not talking directly into it. I know Ray Ortega from the Podcaster Studio and also the leader of the Podcasters Roundtable. By the way, check that out. We just recorded an episode and we've got an awesome one coming up with Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income. But that one coming up will be at midnight the morning of Saturday, March 9th, and that'll be on Google+. Plus. So watch us on Twitter and we'll announce when that is and how you can connect with us. But Ray Ortega doesn't use a pop filter, and he has a high LPR 40, but he's just positioned it out of the range of his breath. So he could get by without it. Now, the way I'm talking into my high LPR 40, I could probably also get by without a pop filter as well. And I've demonstrated this before that for most of the time, I'm not popping P's or other plosives into the microphone, but occasionally my breath will go sideways or something. I, I know that when I talk, I, as I watch videos of myself or pictures of myself talking, I tend to slightly talk crookedly. It's, I call it the Harrison Ford look. And so often my breath will go sideways slightly. And so even though I have the microphone off center from me and pointing at me from an angle, sometimes my breath can still go over into the microphone and cause a plosive and you get that pop sound. So regardless of what microphone you're using, unless you have fantastic technique or want to be paranoid about your technique, which none of us want to do that, we want to focus on our content, I highly recommend that you get a pop filter for your microphone. These are only $15 at least uh, that you could start out with a $15 microphone or even make your own by grabbing a wire hanger and get some pantyhose and wrap it around the wire hanger uh, make a loop with the wire hanger, stick the pantyhose around it. So then you've got your own homemade pop filter that can work great too. When I first started podcasting, I made one of those and I was using one of those cheap, super cheap little stick microphones that came free with my sound card. That's how I started podcasting and it worked. It worked very well. Well, decently that is. So get a pop filter. I really think it's worth paying for that. And then I also think that your web hosting is really worth paying for, for podcasting. Web hosting can be $60 to $100 a year or more, depending on your needs. But this is something that makes a home for your website. I like how Dave Jackson from School of Podcasting, who is the master of illustrations, allegories, and whatever other metaphor terms you can come up with, He likes to refer to web hosting as the house that you own. And this is where you can do what you want in your house. You can arrange it the way you want. You can decorate it the way you want. This is how it is when you get your own web hosting. So if you have your own web hosting, and I recommend HostGator and Bluehost. And if you want to sign up for them, please use my affiliate links, uh, which I'll have in the show notes. I won't say them in here. Well, theaudacitypodcast.com slash HostGator or slash Bluehost. Both of these are great services, and they let you do pretty much the same thing. And that is, you can run WordPress on your own site, pick your own theme, pick whatever plugins you want to use, install several copies of WordPress, run multiple domains on your site, all of this because you have that control and power over your own property on the internet. I highly recommend web hosting as something that's worth paying for in your podcast. Now, HostGator, by the way, offers coupons quite frequently. So if you go to the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 116, I'll have, if there's a current coupon code there, I'll have it listed under web hosting. And then Bluehost has this great thing that 
they offer an anytime money back guarantee. So if you're six months into your web hosting and deciding, nah, I don't want to do this anymore. So you want to shut it down. Well, you can still get a refund for the remaining six months of your web hosting. So I really like both of these hosts and highly recommend them for hosting your website. Then similar to media host to web hosting is your media hosting that I think is worth paying for. If you have a small audience, and I would say fewer than 100 downloads per episode within a month, then you could probably get away with hosting your media on your website host. But keep this in mind, even with Blueberry or with Bluehost and HostGator, when they say unlimited, that doesn't really mean unlimited and your host may shut you down if you're abusing the resources. Because yes, you may be allowed to store unlimited data on there, but they might have restrictions. Like I know one web host I once worked with said unlimited storage, but you can only use five gigabytes of it for media. Unlimited storage, but only at most five gigabytes could be used for zip files or archives of any sort. So it wasn't really unlimited for what I needed. Other places, if you have a podcast that's under high demand and people are streaming it, downloading it all at the same time, then that's downloaded a single very large file from your server from thousands of places around the world. And that might be more than their server is set up to handle. So that's why if you'll grow or if if you've got more than 100 downloads per episode, I do highly recommend, even if you don't yet, I highly recommend that you get a dedicated media host because they provide truly unlimited bandwidth for your video or audio files for your podcast. Two places I recommend. Libsyn starts at just $5 a month for 50 megabytes of rolling storage, and then they provide basic stats with that. You can get premium stats on top of that or upgrade your plan so you get more megabytes per month. And this is so that when you upload like a 10 megabyte file, on your first day, then 30 days later, you get that 10 megabytes back to use again. So that's what they mean by rolling uh, storage. And if you use the promo code noodle, when you sign up, you'll get your first month for free on that. And I use Libsyn for my media hosting. I really like the service that they provide. These people know about podcasting, and they do a fantastic job. Also, in addition to Lipson, another company that knows about podcasting does a fantastic job is Blueberry Media Hosting. Their plans start at $12 a month for 100 megabytes of rolling storage and premium stats. Now, I might be wrong on this. I wasn't able to verify it before recording, but I think that they've recently improved their hosting plans and made it so that you get more for the same price. Now, I could be wrong on that. But I know they listen to this podcast, so they might comment on the show notes and clarify that. But $12 a month for 100 megabytes of rolling storage and their premium stats on top of that. I really like Libsyn's or Blueberry's premium stats. I also like Libsyn's, Libsyn's premium stats. Now, if you want to check out these companies, Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N.com and Blueberry is B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Dot com, and you'll see the media stats and media hosting options for each of these companies. I highly recommend it because if you ever get popular or you just get more downloads or you've got a lot of episodes out there, then your web host might not like that you're hosting it through them and they might just suddenly say, hey, move this all off right now 
or else we're going to shut you down. Then you might panic. So it's great to start off right by using one of these two media hosts. So I highly recommend media hosting as something that is worth paying for with your podcast. Now, if you're doing a video podcast, then your video camera, or if you're interested in doing video, your video camera is another thing worth paying for. A simple webcam may not cut it for a video podcast episode. Now, I have done this before for the Audacity to Podcast. Like if you go back to episode 72, when I gave my complete walkthrough of using Blueberry, the video portions of that were recorded from a webcam, the Logitech C920, which I'll mention later on. But now my newer things that I'm doing in video are recorded with a Canon Digital Rebel T4i. That's a digital SLR camera. So it takes beautiful still photos and it takes beautiful video as well. You can get the T3i for a hundred to a few hundred dollars cheaper, especially if you find a refurbished one or used one. And they really are about the same quality. It's just some of the features have been upgraded in the T4i, like a touchscreen LCD display or better zooming while you're moving around. It's the um, automatic servo mode or movie servo mode. And uh, I love my T4i. It's, it takes beautiful pictures and videos. And that's what I'm using for my stuff. But most digital SLRs are usually limited to about 20 to 25 minutes of video recording at a time. This has nothing to do with how much storage you have. This is just a limitation of the camera. And it will split the recordings into about four megabyte segments. And that's not a problem. They're they're seamless, uh, separate recordings, but it does split them up like that. But that, the 20 to 25 minute limit is a limit of the camera unless you hack it and install some other kind of firmware in it. But that's just something to keep in mind. So if you're wanting to do an hour long video podcast episode, you'd either have to pause your recording a couple times here and there let the camera stop, start it again, you get 20 to 25 more minutes of recording, or else get a dedicated camcorder. The camcorder that I highly recommend, it's a bit more, but definitely worth the price, is the Canon Vixia HFG10 for just over $1,000. You can also find the Canon Vixia HFG20 for a little bit less, and there's several other Canon Vixia models. These are all HD video cameras, and they are designed for video, so they have no recording limit. You could be recording for hours, and you're only limited by the space and the quality of your recording, but they record beautiful, high-definition video. Their lenses are fantastic, and really, you can't go wrong with any of the the Canon Vixia line of HD camcorders. They are fantastic and great prices that can fit in almost any reasonable, reasonably flexible budget. So if you're doing video, get a great video camera. And something like these Vixia cameras, dedicated camcorders, can also be hooked into a computer using extra little hardware to be able to live stream those. The digital SLR, eh, not so much. And then also what I think is worth the expense as a podcasting tool is your mic stand. You hear me many times refer to how much I love my Heil PL2T 
mic stand. This is an overhead boom arm that if you've watched the Pixar videos and you've seen little Luxo Jr. and that kind of arm where it's the spring loaded, you can move it around. It goes up and down and side to side and turns and rotates all of that. And the microphone hangs down from it. I love this because it allows me to move the microphone out of the way, position the microphone exactly where I want it to. And this can work with almost any microphone too. You can get, uh, it just is a standard mount on this thing. So whatever microphone you have, you could connect to this and it can it comes with extra weight so you can help balance this thing if you have a really lightweight microphone. But I really like this because when I first started, I got one of those onstage mic packs, the Nady SP1, where it comes with the onstage mic stand. And I would often see the mic stand start to slowly lean down and my posture would start to get worse and worse as I'm trying to stay close to the microphone. It was It was a mess and... The mic stand was in the way on the floor or hitting the desk. I might bump the mic stand with my foot and then that comes through the microphone. So avoid all of that and get one of these mic stands. Also, what I like about the Heil boom arm as opposed to other boom arms is that Heil, well, very high quality, but also the cable from your microphone can fit in a top little capped area of the mic stand so that you don't have any loose cables hanging around the microphone stand. It just goes up through the stand, comes out on the other end, and then you can plug it into your mixer or digital recorder, whatever connection you have there. So I really think a mic stand is worth paying for in podcasting. Also worth paying for are your headphones or a good set of cans, as some people call them. This might be, oh, by the way, the Heil PL2T is about $120. It's it's the same price almost everywhere. So $120 for that, but I think it's worth it. So for headphones, I would say expect to pay maybe $50 or more for a good pair of headphones. As I'm recording this right now, I'm actually using my Apple EarPod. Uh, earbuds basically for my recording. I normally don't like earbuds because of uh, comfort or the way that my voice sounds through bone conduction. And the headphones I was using before this were literally giving me headaches because they just didn't fit right. My ears would hurt afterward. My head would hurt. And on these nights that we would record a podcast and maybe an hour long podcast take an hour break and then record an hour and a half long podcast and there'd be all the pre-show and the post-show and all of that chit-chat and everything, my head would hurt. So get a good pair of headphones and I don't think you'll regret it. About $50 or more. And I'm considering what kind of headphones I would want to get. I haven't decided yet. So if you have some recommendations or you want to share what you like, then please comment on the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 116. And as different people recommend a particular set of headphones, then I'll put those in the show notes too. So you can see those and purchase those through my affiliate links. If you are getting into more complicated mixing or podcasting, then I do recommend a mixer. A good one will be $150 or more, but you can get cheaper models and of course you can get much more expensive models depending on your needs. You don't have to have a mixer to podcast, especially if you get a great microphone like the Audio-Technica ATR2100 USB mic, which is about $40 to $50. That can plug straight into your computer. 
But if you want to get more than one person in your podcast, or you want to mix in audio like background music or sound effects or voicemail clips or intros and outro music, anything like that, play YouTube videos into your recording, or you want to have Skype calls or multiple people in your studio, then a mixer makes this so much easier. You can do this stuff without a mixer depending on some of your equipment, but it's really a mess to work with. And a mixer makes this so much easier and gives you so much more flexibility and control over your audio. There are two mixers that I recommend as what you should get as either your goal to get this or this will this will grow with you for a while. The Behringer X1204 USB mixer, which is about $180. I started with this mixer and it worked fantastic. The only thing, the only reason I needed to upgrade from that mixer was because I later got a compressor limiter gate that needed inserts and the mixer I had did not have inserts on it. These are plugs that allow you to send audio out, process it, bring it back in on a per channel basis. So I upgraded to the Behringer X1832 USB, which I really like this mixer. But also, the Mackie mixers are a bit higher quality. Uh, I've heard some people say that the Behringer mixers, their preamps that are the things that amplify the microphone signal, aren't the highest quality and sometimes can introduce hiss, and they might be more susceptible to uh, local electronic or audio interference. But the Mackie mixers, I've always heard highly praised. So I would recommend the Mackie Pro FX8 or the Pro FX8, uh, Pro FX12. Both of those are great mixers, but the Pro FX8 is $230, so about $50 more than the Behringer. And you get a few, uh, a fewer number of connections and interfaces with the mixer, but it's still a fantastic mixer, has some great features and functionality, and it's a four channel output through analog connections. So a mixer is definitely worth spending money on in your podcasting. Also worth spending money on for your podcasting is an external digital recorder. If you're doing audio only podcasts, or even if you're doing video, then an external audio recorder is invaluable. For one thing, this allows you to take your recording off of your PC, so you may not even need your PC. So that can eliminate background noise, that can eliminate a whole bunch of technical problems because software sometimes crashes, computers crash, computers fail, anything like that can happen. It may not happen often, and you can certainly get by recording through straight into your computer. But if you get a digital recorder, I think it is definitely worth it. I recently had an episode where I talked all about digital recorders and why I thought they were worth it for especially for audio podcasting. So if you want to check that out, then please go to uh, the audacitypodcast.com slash 99. This is where I gave the top five reasons to ex- use an external recorder for podcasting. And there are more reasons too, as I'm considering video use. Like as I get this, the giant squid lavalier microphone, well, I won't always be able to plug that into my mixer because it's only a five foot cable. But what I could do is plug it into my Zoom H4n, put that in my pocket or clip it to my belt behind me. And I'm, I've got a wireless microphone basically, and then just sync up the audio and video afterward. There are three recorders I recommend. There are many others there, and you can get a link to more in the show notes for the audacitypodcast.com slash 99. 
But the three that I recommend are the Zoom H2N, which is about $180, the Zoom H4N, which is usually about $270, but frequently drops price to $220, or the Roland R-05, which is about $200. I'll have links to each of these, again, in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 116. When you get one of these, I really think it's worth it because what it also allows you to do is take your podcasting with you. You don't have to lug around a mixer and all your microphones and a computer. You could record your entire podcast just into a digital mixer. It's like a recording studio right in a tiny little box and record anywhere in the world and do a whole lot of awesome things with this. You can even plug microphones directly into some of these recorders, like the Zoom H4n can accept XLR inputs. So you don't have to get one of these, but if you do, I think it's worth it. If you're doing live streaming video for your podcasting, whether you're doing a video podcast or just an audio podcast, like I live stream the video of my audio podcast. That sounds weird, but it's when I record so people can see what I'm doing. They get a behind the scenes approach to the podcast. They get to see what equipment I'm using. And then afterward, we get to have this little chit chat. So live streaming is fun. But it's so much better if you can have video when you're live streaming, even if it's not high quality lighting and a set and all of this studio stuff. But the camera, the one and only webcam that I recommend for live streaming is the Logitech C920. It's about $78 and it's the best HD webcam that you can get. It supports full 1080p. Now it's not going to look as good as an HD camera, like a digital SLR camera or a digital camcorder, but it does still look really good. And the Logitech C920, even though it says it's designed for Windows, also works really well with OS X, especially if you add in webcam settings software, which I'll mention closer to the end of this podcast. I'll bring that up again. So if you're live streaming, a high quality webcam is definitely worth it. Some other things that are worth the cost if you're podcasting, are a premium WordPress theme. This will cost about $80 or more, depending on which theme that you get. And the two themes that I highly recommend are any of the themes from StudioPress. These are powered by the Genesis framework. All of my websites that you see that I have in Noodle Mix Network, as well as most of the websites I design for clients, are based on the Genesis framework. It's extremely flexible, very high quality, has search engine optimization built into it. It's very fast, very secure, all of this. And you can find these themes in a selection of high quality themes starting at, most of them are $79.95 for unlimited sites and there's no renewal fee for these themes from StudioPress. I highly recommend them. And you can jump straight to those at theaudacitypodcast.com slash studiopress, or I'll have a link to them in the show notes. Also, Thesis is a really good theme. Thesis 2.0, I know a lot of people don't like Thesis 2.0, but that's because they're coming from previous versions of Thesis. But I really like what Thesis has been doing with the theme and how they've improved it for the modern web of making it mobile friendly. And by the way, many of the studio press themes, most of them now are also mobile friendly. But Thesis is very flexible, very uh, open for you to be able to plug things in, move things around, change the design through your WordPress dashboard. So you can change your colors and uh, choose what specific color you want for certain sections of your website. 
Thesis starts at $87 for unlimited sites and one year of upgrades, or you can get the uh, bigger plan for $197 for unlimited sites and unlimited upgrades. Check out those options. You can go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash thesis to purchase there through my affiliate link. Premium WordPress plugins, I also think, are worth the cost. And many people don't think of this because WordPress provides so many free plugins, and that's fantastic. And many of these plugins are amazing, and they do fantastic jobs. Like, the best podcasting plugin for WordPress is PowerPress. It's completely free, and it's the best plugin. I don't recommend anything other than PowerPress. But there are other things you may want to do that I highly recommend a premium WordPress plugin for these. These start at about $37 and go up from there. My top recommendation, Gravity Forms. This is a premium plugin that allows you to create forms on your website very, very easily. Just drag and drop things. So it might be as simple as a contact form, and you can have anti-spam protection inside of it. But this is where maybe someone just wants to send you a message through your website. It's really easy to create that with this But then I've started using these forms for much more powerful implementations, like my donation form on the Once Upon a Time podcast website over at oncepodcast.com slash sponsor is now powered by Gravity Forms and their PayPal plugin, a couple PayPal plugins to it, free plugins to it, by the way. And it was really easy to create. You can do all of these amazing things creating forms. You can create polls with their system and be able to have people vote on things. That's what I did in a costume contest for our Once Upon a Time podcast. Gravity Forms cost $39 for just one site, $99 for three sites, and $199 for unlimited sites. You can sometimes find coupon codes out there, and if you, when you renew this, it renews at half the price. That is just if you want to get, be able to keep upgrading. Now, most of these things, when I mention renewals, by the way, it's if you want to keep being able to upgrade. But if you don't care about upgrading the plugin or the WordPress theme, then you don't have to renew it. So it's not a problem unless someday WordPress breaks something, then you might want to upgrade it. So I really, really like Gravity Forms. Other ways I've been using Gravity Forms are things that I can create a form to put inside of a post and ask for feedback. And then I can pass certain variables to it, tell it, make this email, always have this subject line when it comes to me based on this post or all of these really cool things. It makes making forms so much easier. I used to use contact form seven, which is a free WordPress plugin and that works, but Boy, it can be tough for making anything more than a basic contact form, but Gravity Forms makes this so easy. You can check that out from a direct link at theaudacitypodcast.com slash gravityforms. Pretty Link Pro is also a plugin I like. Now, they have a free version, and it's it's capable. It lets you do the basic things. Like all of these links that I'm mentioning to you, like theaudacitypodcast.com slash prettylinkpro is made with Pretty Link Now, you can make those links with Pretty Link Lite, their free version, but some of the things I love about their pro version are that I can create Pretty Links right from my WordPress 
post or page editor. So instead of having to go and make a separate link for something like theaudacitypodcast.com slash 116, having to go and separately make that, while I'm writing my show notes for this post, I can just go up into a certain widget and type in the link that I want this to have, the pretty link to this post. And they offer other advanced features like automatic link replacement or keyword replacement. Like most of the product names in the show notes for this episode are not actually linked in my WordPress editor. They're automatically linked from Pretty Link, goes through and links those things. Like even the words Pretty Link Pro in my post will be automatically hyperlinked with my affiliate link because of what I did with Pretty Link Pro. This is, I I really love this and I use this for all of my clients. So it's $37 if you have just one site and $97 for unlimited sites and you don't have to renew Pretty Link Pro. It's unlimited upgrades for this included with the price. So I highly recommend this, theaudacitypodcast.com slash prettylinkpro. It's definitely worth the money. makes things so much easier. Also, another WordPress plugin I recommend, Backup Buddy. Backup is so important. I'm going to have an episode just on backup, all the things you need to backup, all of your options for backing up, my recommendations, what types of things are good for what instances. But Backup Buddy will back up your website for you. You can set up a schedule to back up just what's changed or back up a whole site. You can back it up locally. You can upload the file to somewhere else. You can have the file emailed to you. All of these options. It's fantastic. Check it out at theaudacitypodcast.com slash backup buddy. It's $75 if you have two sites, $100 for 10 sites, or $150 for unlimited sites. And you get renewals for this at discounted prices. And you can often, very often, find a coupon out there. Now, any of these services that you might be interested in purchasing through my affiliate links, again, you can find the links at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 116. But if you're wondering about a coupon code, then please just email me and ask me, hey, is there a coupon for this? And I'll be able to email you back and say, yes, this one just came out, or you better hurry, this one's expiring. Or I might say, yes, there usually are, there isn't right now, but if you wait maybe two weeks, you might get a coupon for this. And then I'd let you know when that coupon comes out. So check out the website at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 116 for these links. Also very important, and I know many people will disagree with the order I'm putting these things in, but in general, this is most important to least important, but I really think your cover art and other design is really important for your podcast and your branding overall, because this is the visual branding of your podcast, and it's often the first impression people will have of your podcast. So you want something that looks professional and communicates what you're about and communicates your branding that you want them to know. If you're not able to design this stuff yourself, then you could hire someone else to design it for as little as $5 from Fiverr.com. You could go out there, maybe hire five different people, spend $25, you get five different options of something, and then pick which one you want to use. That can work, yes, but you're getting $5 cover art. And as I like to say, I fix $5 podcast cover art. So you can also hire me to professionally design your podcast cover art or your website or anything like that for you. Or there are other options between, like maybe you have a friend who's a designer, a college student, maybe some of these other services where uh, like 99designs where designers compete. I don't like that idea, but you can check these services out, save some money there or hire me to design it for you. 
and you know, then you'll get something uh, quality and something that I will make sure that you're happy with it. Not like I will force you to be happy, but I make sure that I design something that you'll be happy with. Some other random software that I think makes podcasting easier are several little programs and bigger programs starting at as low as $10. ID3 Editor from PA Software is a $15 program that allows you to create ID3 tags for your MP3 files. This is where you insert the per episode title, the comments, the URL, the track number, the show notes, the podcast cover art. That allows you to embed all of this information inside of your MP3 file. ID3 Editor works on Windows, Linux, and OS X. It's only $15. Definitely worth it. I like it better than the free versions on Windows, like the MP3 tag, which is free for Windows, but not for OS X. But I like ID3 Editor much better because something very simply that lets me save so much time is whenever I tag an MP3 file, I open up an old episode and my newest episode. I can just copy and paste all of the tags, not one at a time, but in bulk, I copy the complete tag information from one MP3 to the other. It saves so much time and I just go through and I tweak what needs to be. Also, if you're doing audio editing or video audit editing, maybe a more advanced audio or video editor is worth the cost to you. Now, these range all over the place in prices, but maybe Audacity isn't good enough for what you want to do or you want to be able to take some shortcuts that other programs like to offer you. Like I'm now using Adobe Audition and it saves me some time in certain things that Audacity couldn't do. And I've previously talked about why I'm moving from audacity to audition but that may not be worth it to you and i would put this near this is second to the bottom of the list so we're almost done with this list but your editing software can make things easier or harder for you so it might be worth it to you to upgrade it and get something more uh, advanced and more something easier for you to use If you like to record your sound effects live into your recording, then get a good soundboard program for that. These can be as little as $10 for an iPad program to $50 for a desktop program. They range in quality and in compatibility, but that might be something that is definitely worth it to you because it's so much easier than finding these files or making a custom playlist in iTunes and such. I bought Soundboard from Ambrosia Software for OS X, and I really like it. If your podcast involves any kind of tutorial showing things on the screen, then you need some screen recording software. And I highly recommend ScreenFlow for OS X, it's $99, or Camtasia Studio for Windows. And that's closer to $260 or so. But you can get these links in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 116. If you do live streaming video and you want to really do some fancy stuff on either Windows or Mac, then Wirecast is a great software solution. It's expensive, but very easily worth it. From everyone I've heard who uses it, they said, oh, I love Wirecast. It just does everything so well. This starts at $500 and is, well, $495 and as much as $995, depending on which service you want. But I highly recommend this. This lets you live stream to multiple services and do some cool camera switching and effects in your live streaming video. 
Then if you're recording Skype calls, well, maybe the free method you're trying is a bit buggy, so look for some premium software that allows you to record calls, like Pamela Call Recorder has a premium version, or there's a Call Recorder for OS X that works well from Ecamm, and I'll have links to some of these in the show notes as well. And then that tiny little app that I mentioned earlier, if you are using the Logitech C920 on OS X, I recommend this little app called Webcam Settings. It's about $8, and it does beautiful things. It allows me to change the color balance, zoom in, zoom out, pan up and pan down, and all of these other features shutter speed, exposure of my webcam. This doesn't create a software virtual webcam, but this takes my webcam and acts between it. So it's adjusting the features so any other software that can access the webcam then accesses these specialized or enhanced features so that I can adjust the color balance and I get better lighting or anything like that. I love this little app. It's for OS X. And if you're using the Logitech C920 on Windows, then you really don't need this app or anything like it because Windows already has this stuff built into the drivers. And then the last thing that I would say is worth it, worth paying for in podcasting is consulting, or you could look at it as support. Now, there are many podcast consultants and podcast coaches, and I do offer one-on-one personalized podcast consulting for branding, podcasting, design, fixing your podcast, WordPress, and other stuff too. And you can check that out at the audacitypodcast.com slash consulting. But I do highly recommend consulting, and I think it is worth it for you because this can be a way that you can have someone personally show you how to do exactly what you're trying to do. So you don't have to Google around. You don't have to search YouTube and you find someone that into their mic and you can't understand a single thing they're saying or they've got music blaring in the background or they've got some old, old software that they're using to show you how to do something that's completely changed. Hiring someone to help you is one of the best things that you could do, but I'm putting this at the bottom of the list just out of uh, conflict of interest since this is something I offer. But I do think any podcast consultant that knows what they're doing, if you hire them to help you out, and there are many, the Cliff Ravenscraft, Dave Jackson, Ray Ortega, uh, myself, uh, and several other people offer podcast consulting at different prices and different levels of options and what we cover and what we provide and such. But I have never heard someone say, yeah, I hired this podcast consultant and it wasn't worth it. I've never heard that from someone. Certainly haven't heard that from the people I've worked with. So I highly recommend podcast consulting because this can help you with your problems. This can be a chance for you to ask your questions like, how do I do this? Or why is this happening? Or how can I improve this? How can I grow my audience? Or how can I do this thing in Audacity or Audition? Or how can I change my cover art or anything like that? Consulting is really worth it. Look at it as premium support for what you need, helping you, being that assistant to help you do what you want to do. I do think consulting is worth it. It's worth paying for. So this has been a big list. I'm not going to run all the way through this list again. Well, go to the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 116 to get this complete list of what I think is worth paying for 
for your podcasting tools. And you can use the links on this list if you purchase any of these things. And that will help support me and support what I'm doing with the Audacity to Podcast. Speaking of Audacity, since that's in the title, I am hosting an Audacity webinar on March 9th, 2013 at noon Eastern Standard Time, GMT minus five. This will be a chance to learn how to use Audacity and then afterward get your Audacity questions answered. Anyone who registers for this event will receive a free download of the training afterward and then they'll be able to review that at their convenience. We still have space in this webinar, and I'd love to have you a part of it. You can register at learnaudacity.com, and the early bird pricing has already ended, but if you're on the email newsletter list, which is free, then I'll email out a coupon code for you that you'll be able to get the early bird pricing for the webinar, even if you want to register the night before. I'd love to have you a part of this, and it will be a lot of fun, and we will be covering so much about Audacity, and I think you'll really benefit from this, learning how to use Audacity from the basics to doing more advanced things, and something that you can then review afterward to make sure that you have got the techniques and tools down. So what did you think of this content? Are there other things that you think are worth paying for in podcasting? Or do you think that some of these things aren't worth the cost? Would you say that maybe web hosting isn't worth paying for? You'd rather do a free hosting solution. Please comment on the show notes. Let me know whether you agree or disagree and what other things you would recommend or recommend against related to this content. Please go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 116 to get those links and get the uh, comment area so you can respond to this information and let me know what you thought of it. Also, I'd love to have your feedback on future topics for the Audacity to Podcast, specifically a few things that I'm looking at covering in upcoming episodes are what is your preferred order of content inside of a podcast, like the intro, opening, sponsorships, uh, ads, thanks, shout outs, feedback, all of that kind of stuff. What do you prefer to hear in a podcast? And also, I'll be talking about what are the best online communities for talking about podcasting. So for sending your feedback, email feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com or call 903-231-2221 and leave a comment there or go to theaudacitypodcast.com and click on the send a voice message link, which now works on your iOS devices as well. I'd love it if you'd leave some ratings and reviews for me in iTunes, just like Battle Victorious did. You can go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash iTunes and follow me on Twitter at the Ramen Noodle. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you so much for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcast to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. And the Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, 
It's here. Find so many podcasts on so many different aspects of technology, like even medical technology, personal technology, gadgets, gadgets, iPhones, uh, Android phones, all of that at techpodcasts.com.